Joe Salinas, and welcome to Voices Everywhere. You're still there? Yeah. Hello? Hello, hello. hello. Okay, yeah. How's this now? Uh, it seems better. It was just when you were talking, it was going like, like that, <laughs> that scene in Wayne's world where he was faking order donuts. Oh yeah. And you couldn't, yeah, he couldn't, uh, make it out. Okay. I'm going to turn this off. I'm on this group chat with, uh, Tyson and, uh, some friends and they're trying to figure out HUB fucking delivery stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God. Um, yeah, we haven't done we haven't done the full delivery thing yet. We've been ordering bread and stuff from Easy Tiger though, and oh nice, they have good bread. That's been awesome, dude. Because it's actually kind of ch- it's cheaper ordering it directly from them mm-hmm. rather than uh, I don't know. I didn't even know they were like they're supplying like HEB with all these different loaves of bread and stuff like that. So we've been doing oh that shit, and, um, it's kind of cool. That's super cool, man. They, they have do this. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say they do this also. I guess they're doing something where you like, if you order a loaf of bread, they'll donate a loaf of bread. Oh, well, that's a good way of uh, giving back and staying in the game and not hopefully not having to worry about closing shop like some of these businesses are. They just, uh, I saw that I shared it, but uh, but like Austin Boulevard, um, Magnolia shut down, done. No shit. The one next to Thundercloud? Yeah, man, that was like my go-to, uh, at least if there was space on the right-hand side and like in the kind of cabiny looking area. Yeah. That's crazy. That's cr- I worked at that Thundercloud forever. Oh, no, that's a nice one, man. I think that's the original, <laughs> right? It's one of them. Me and Bones worked there. Oh, shit. <laughs> what was your, I always get the tuna fish when I go there. Right? Oh, yeah. That's my go-to, man. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. I don't know what I, I it's just get the California thing. Oh, you're a California guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's either that I've tried them. I've tried probably all of them, but I've, I've just like, for some reason, man, it's like the ratio of mayonnaise and tuna fish and the way that they do it. Yeah. It, it keeps me like, that's a solid, like, I know I can't fuck up with this one, man. I'm not going to like be disappointed. And, uh, <laughs> And then you give, they give you the option, man, for like fat people like me, you know, I can just get a small one and I'm like, I'm good to go, dude. I'm good yeah. to go. I don't have to eat the big foot long or however big it is and like feel like shit afterwards driving off, you know? Yeah. I usually don't really feel like shit after eating there. There's, like, <laughs> there's definitely like other places for sure. Like uh, I think yeah. like Jersey, J- Jersey John's Jersey Mike's or whatever. Uh, like, yeah. They're good. But when you, yeah, I don't know. There's this, what's a Quiznos. Does anybody even ever go to Quiznos anymore? Cause I think there's one that's off of like 38th and, um, and 45th, I think. I'm not for sure. I can't even remember. They had to, that's like, that's not some place that I would go to here in town. That's definitely like if yeah you would go to, like if you're traveling around. 
Yeah. Or if like you had a family member that's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm sticking to Quiznos. I'm just <laughs> doing that shit. You know, like I, I'm down with them. I went to this one spot in San Francisco when I was living there a couple of years ago and I forgot, I don't, I don't remember the area, but they made these badass sandwiches that had like, um, uh, roast. It was almost like a, um, a cheesesteak type meat. And, uh, they give you a dipping sauce. Like you dip the sandwich in like the a, sauce, like a au jus. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, it was fucking phenomenal. And they, they yeah, there's another sandwich shop there. I'll find out. Uh, not that it's gonna matter, but they had a uh, they had cheese. They had these like meat sandwiches that were just fucking crazy, delicious, like really good. But like when I was staying there, in order to get to it, you had it was in the dog patch, I think. And uh, I didn't, you know, I just at some point I was just like, "Fuck Uber." Yeah, I need the exercise. So I would walk, but you'd have to walk through encampments and like fucking post-apocalyptic shit you know and uh just to get to the sandwich and then get back yeah, there's gnarly parts in that city i mean there's gnarly parts in any city but yeah there's pretty gnarly ones there yeah dude that that made me uh people were like why are you still staying there and i'm like well i'm not done with this stuff and but it kept it kept me grounded you know yeah like i would get i'd finish this badass gig and then to go celebrate i'd walk a mile to this like starbucks or something and uh the ghetto me and then i would uh i'd walk through encampments and by the railroad tracks where all the shit was happening and uh it it made me realize like life isn't that bad like you're good you know yeah, you don't have sure. to go and fucking go to best buy and buy a new sound bar or like a blue a bose bluetooth speaker and celebrate like you can be content with getting a cup of fucking coffee and walking through all of this like depressive shit and then going back and then uh yeah i finally got the fuck out of there man yeah. um where have uh, you so you, you're in taylor right now yeah so my i have some cousins that live here and um they're not from here they just decided to move here and they um you know they have a band and like they do a lot of really cool creative stuff and 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 just they're dialed in with the little community here and um my cousin would always like hey if you're ever coming through texas you should come by and check out the new guest house it's really awesome and uh finally like we were in the rv and we were coming back from staying in marfa for a while i think and then we went to go check it out and hang out with them and like have dinner and uh, my cousin offered like hey my my parents were going to move into it, but they decided to go to live in Marble Falls. So if you guys want to like have a home base or just have a place to chill for a while, like, um, you know, it'd be cheap. And so we took them up on it and then uh, we found a house, but we're going to wait until the stuff lifts. And then uh, I think we might pull triggers then. And it's literally like a couple blocks, a few blocks up the road. And uh, that guy, Brian, um, what's his name brian from the sword bass player guy he yeah. lives he's like two houses down from where we would get a house and there's a skate park and um if i'm breathing heavy it's because i just wolfed down these three fucking breakfast tacos and like, <laughs> they're really big dude. <laughs> i'm sorry man it's like I, i'm not gonna say like oh i just fucking ran five miles like dude yeah. I just barfed a bowl of tacos dude and uh i'm i'm like i've been getting up late and uh you know, I stay up and I, uh, I write 
but but mainly I I binge watch shit and I don't I write a little bit not much and then uh yeah uh, it's just you know I'm in this it's a weird a weird thing and um I get up at like between ten and twelve so uh, yeah I got I slept in until twelve today but I usually get up I like I have. Uh, there was like a good two weeks there where I didn't really have any kind of schedule at all um, mm-hmm. at the beginning of all this kind of lockdown stuff. And yeah, um, that kind of, that sucked, which is kind of funny because I, you know, you always think like, man, I don't need to, you know, like fuck a schedule, you know, like I'm free, but <laughs> yeah, I'm I an totally, artist. <laughs> yeah. I totally need, I totally need that for sure. Yeah. Um, so now that I've been kind of back at this normal kind of, virtual guitar lesson schedule oh, thing yes. and i only i only do that i don't I, well i do that most days i only have two days where i don't do that and today's one of them and uh but so i'm pretty much but the thing is, is i'm stuck in front of my computer doing this it could be so much fucking worse but um mm-hmm. i'm stuck in front of my computer for you know like six hours just on you know basically learning into how to clearly explain things through a video camera to, you know, like an eight year old kid on how to play guitar. Yeah. Uh, It's definitely, I mean, (laughs) it's already a challenge in itself. And then this just makes it like that much more, um, I don't know, just harder, but it's been, it's, it's cool. It's been working and, you know, like I'm glad that at least like on the other end that people have been, um open to trying this mm-hmm. and we all still have jobs yeah i feel like uh sam rockwell in that movie moon totally where he's like <laughs> he has to like talk to a recording of his family even though he's yeah. been cloned numerous times spoiler yeah alert, you know and like no i love that movie so much man awesome, didn't, man didn't david bowie's son make that yes he did yeah he did yeah, I saw that at the, um, I think I saw it at the Arbor when it came out. And, uh, oh, that's my chihuahua barking. There's a squirrel on the roof that fucks with him. I've got a chihuahua around here somewhere. I think he's Yeah, downstairs. he's cool, man. They need to have a play date. Yeah, dude, Casper. What's yeah. yours? What's Kiko. yours name? Kiko. Kiko? Yeah, he's like super friendly. Heather's, my girlfriend's done like a really good job of like socializing him and like he's not a mean nothing there's no like evil bone in this dude's body yeah unless you have casper food yeah casper is <laughs> definitely weird when he's on a leash and then when you take him off like he chills out but yeah um i've had him for a long time <laughs> we took him to the vet the other day because his eye was swollen and we kind of oh, no. always had like a guest he's fine it, yeah was, i think we, we had to get antibiotics for him and and um but um they i've always guesstimated how old he was like around 14 but i guess the doctor was like yeah for a 12 year old and it was like whoa how can you i guess there's ways to time stamp that through blood work and stuff yeah he's 12 he's 12 shit he doesn't look 12 yeah that's man that's amazing that's good i my ex had a uh two chihuahuas from a previous marriage and uh one was 16 the other one 17 one the older one didn't have any hair and had like two teeth and hated me like despised me yeah and uh, i had to be the one to take her to um get put to sleep because she had a, a, a cancer um thing that got really really bad and That's a my ex was like 
you know, putting all this money into keeping this dog going, but it was like, the, the finally, finally the, the vet was like, look, you're just prolonging its suffering. You really should yeah. at this point, you know, anyway, it just went dark, but yeah, that dog, uh, I took it to the vet and I waited in the lobby. I'm thinking like, we're just going to do it. And then I'm just going to sign some paperwork and then leave. And then, um, they called me, they called me back and they're like, Mr. Salinas, you can come back and be with your dog. And like, I didn't want to be a dick and say, Oh, no, thanks. Because there's a lobby full of people. And yeah. so I'm like, all right. And this dog fucking hated me. It hated me. <laughs> and, um, like, dude, anytime, she would leave the dog, the door would shut, you know, the dog would be normal and then turn around and just growl, look at me and just growl like you son of a bitch, you know, it's on. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was a fucked up dog. And, uh, and I get it. She's probably close to the, her ex-husband or whatever. But, uh, yeah. so I went back to the room and, um, and, uh, they're, they were explaining like, we're really sorry for your loss. There was like four, four texts in there and then the vet. And I'm like, damn, this is like a huge deal, you know? And, uh, and that's like, I know you were probably very close with her. So we're going to inject the saline solution and she's going to wake up and you'll have a chance to say your goodbyes. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my mind, like, Oh fuck. And so they did it like right there, right then. And that dog came from being out of it to awake and looked around the room and then saw me and just went, Oh, and then man. like they inject, like what would started like barking and like fighting towards me and then the the texts were all confused and then they they uh, just put in the, the end thing and that was the end of it and uh geez final yeah. moments that's some crazy yeah that sucks for that dog like that was the, the yeah. last thing to see me you know anyhow i went on a rant about that sorry i'm, I'm trying to get better at like not talking so much man i'm just no. like human connection you know like, no for sure i feel like um it's, it's definitely super weird. Like I can only imagine what it would be like kind of living alone during all of this, you know, oh. but um, mm -mm. yeah, it's weird. That I mean, that's the thing with doing these lessons with these kids and stuff. Cause it's all different kinds of ages and mm -hmm. just kind of checking in, you know, you can tell that like this, you know, this whole thing is affecting, affecting them and, different ways and they're kind of you know dealing with some really complicated emotion things yeah. and you can tell they just are not equipped really to process a whole lot of things and um i mean that, that goes with adults too but mm -hmm. you know like it's tough it's weird getting that kind of like peek in on other people and how they're kind of doing stuff which i you know it's just yeah it's just something like every day having to just kind of see this whole thing has been super rough, but, but I think everybody I know is just kind of getting through it. I don't know. I haven't yeah. really, you know, we did one of those, we did one of these kind of group chat, FaceTime things, zoom meetings with all the gamblers dudes the other day. And it was, cool. super, it was super funny. <laughs> um, it's just like, all right, this is what we're doing. <laughs> Are you guys going to, is, okay, I was going to ask you, is there a, a time lag if you try to play with each other? Like, is there like a delay? Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, that's the one thing that I've been running into. You can't really do things at the same time, you know. Um, there's just going to be that 
my even like when we're doing this call i'm sure there's just something like a little minor but as far as like playing music together it's like kind of a nightmare but i think there's different apps and things like mm-hmm. that that you can do to where it's like you record one thing and then somebody else can layer on top of it and then you just keep going that way but we didn't want to i don't know we didn't really do any plan to kind of do anything um, right as far as, you know, some live streaming performance or anything like that. <laughs> the closest thing was just like, we got together some footage and audio from that orchestra. We Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we performed with an orchestra a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And we had all of this stuff just kind of with the plan of um, releasing it at some point. We were going to try and do it like super close to when we actually did the actual performance, but then it was just something that got talked about and then like something came up or like just life came up and it just like kept getting pushed and then it just never happened. And then when Mm -hmm. all this happened, we canceled our annual Jackalope show. Right. And so in place of that, we were like, okay, let's at least try and get all of this together and, you know, at least get it online. Put it out. Yeah. And like the idea was that we were going to put it on a seven inch and then, you know, you go like, well, let's see if we can find somebody to put it out. And then, you know, all of that just kind of after time passes, but I'm glad that it's out there more. I mean, it was all, there was already YouTube and stuff of Mm -hmm. us doing that, but I'm glad we kind of got it together a little bit to push it out in place of something, you know? Yeah, man. That's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, I have my ex bandmates wanting to, uh, do a show through zoom and I'm like, uh, I don't know, um, if that'll work, you know, just because of the lag stuff. And, uh, these are like old bandmates from like high school thinking oh, wow. I need to like play old music. And I'm just like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen, <laughs> yeah. but I did see like this Jimmy world thing on Instagram. Uh, they, I don't know if they recorded it at the same time or not, but it was like, uh, I don't know if they, if it was through Zoom, but they were all playing a song and they had like this, this female uh, vocalist singing with them. And, uh, but they were in different areas that maybe they put it all together and they just did it to a click track, you know, and just got the timing right. And somebody did the edit on it or something and put it out. Yeah. That seems like the best way to do it is just if you have like one thing to jump off of and then you kind of just, start layering yeah yeah i'm I'm in the process right now i'm i'm i was gonna yeah i was gonna ask you i guess you'd be the one to ask um i'm looking at uh getting a, a midi a, a mini uh, one of those um you pronounce it a kai uh that was it, the mkp2 yeah i've got one the little keyboard guy yeah are they pretty yeah. cool i love it it's cool um especially if you're working on, you know, if you're traveling a bunch, you can plug that thing into your, in your laptop. And like, I think any recording software just immediately recognizes it. Mm -hmm. I got, I mean, I got it with the idea that I was like, I'm going to take this thing on tour and I'm going to, you know, work on stuff in my Mm -hmm. hotel room and all this. And, um, just, (laughs) it never left my bag, but, (laughs) uh, (laughs) but you know, it does fit like in your backpack. I, I, I have it and I still like use it for messing around with. I just like, I, I'm not like a keys player and like yeah. interest in kind of messing around with something like that, especially because I'm not very good at it. I think it like, I don't know, it only lasts for so long before I'm just like, I'll just play a guitar, you know? Yeah. But, um, but I, I have one. It's cool. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to order it. I think I'm just going to go ahead and get it. 
it's super, I mean, especially if you're doing logic or garage band, it's totally easy. Yeah. It's super easy. Cause I mean, all that stuff's so user-friendly. I love it. Yeah. And also, I think also, um, I've been wanting to like, I have friends that I work with on film score stuff and mm -hmm. you know, uh, they're, they're amazing, but also like, they're also busy. So sometimes like my project might not be like at the, at the front, you know, and then it might have a deadline to get it out. So then I'll have to like, uh, find, you know, some type of like stock buy something that has license, you know, licensing to it. Um, but yeah, uh, do that just yourself, like, do it myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, why am I not? Cause I used to do it in the beginning when I started doing the filmmaking stuff and, uh, I would do it on my iPad and I'd make all these like Sigurasi album leaf type, you know, ambient sound shit. And, uh, it would be at the beginning of these videos and then it would cut to the video and the video would be shit. But then like, I, I remember getting um, feedback from people and they, were, they would say, man, that music like really made those visuals like really awesome and stuff. And it, but I, I just quit, I quit doing it. And then, uh, now I'm yeah, like, no, I, I, I get you, man. I've been trying to be as creative as, as, as I possibly can, which, you know, is still tough mm -hmm. during all this I think it's been, you know, like you see those things going around that like, you know, now that you have all this free time, you know, oh, yeah, <laughs> but it's just, it's fucking tough to be creative when it's like free time. That's kind of like, you know, forced, I guess, or, you know, it's forced it's, and you don't, we don't know that's the unknown ahead of us. Like, what are we going to, yeah. you know, and then the government, I mean, at least it's something, you know, for unemployment, for people that can't get it, you know, and mm -hmm. the stimulus check. But I mean, if you have some like crazy bills and you got a family, like that 1200 bucks or $2,400, like, or, and it's a one-time thing, you know, yeah. and a lot of people still haven't received any of that stuff. Like you're fucked, especially if there's no, uh, like your, your banks aren't, you know, they're like, you got to pay your mortgage. You know, yeah, like, doesn't it affect your taxes next year as well? I think so too. So you yeah. got to like pay some of that shit back, you know, and yeah. uh, some of these people that owe like child support and have like debt collectors and shit, like th if they, they do it, like it's not protected. I heard that. like No, it's like, uh, like your student phone. loans, your student loans. I think they'll immediately just take it. Yeah, man. And uh, like I, I, uh, I applied, I, well, I started to for unemployment and, uh, but then I'm like, I forgot. Well, I couldn't get on and it would kept booting me out and it was late at night. So I just kind of gave up, but I mean, luckily right now I'm all right, you know, mm -hmm. and I haven't been going out and being like, not that I ever am, but you know, our expenses are pretty low and um, you know, I still have projects that I'm finishing up and getting paid for and stuff. So I'm, it's kind of crazy that that's still happening. I'm doing this thing for this record label for this band to, do some one of their releases they're doing online right now and uh they're paying for that and that's cool yeah just, it's it's cool yeah i've just been getting back to the lesson things filed for unemployment um yeah. you know and there's definitely there's like other kinds of organizations like music cares and stuff like that out there mm -hmm. but so what's that was the, music cares so the musicians can go there and and file yeah them, it's or? it's a Grammy organization. Um, okay. and they, I mean, it's been around for a long time, but music org, and 
they're doing a COVID relief program, but they've helped out friends in the past. You know, like when Pat got his teeth, when Pat from Gamblers got Uh his teeth knocked out at a show in San Francisco, they helped him out, get kind of all that sorted. How'd that happen? Uh, I wasn't there, but it was like, (laughs) it was right before I joined the band and you were playing at either the bottom of the hill or the park side, one of the Uh, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mike was swinging the microphone around like Roger Daltrey style. Yeah. And um, I think it was going like counterclockwise, you know, so it was, so it was the mic swung up and Pat, you know, was, you know, rocking around, you know, or whatever, and kind of took his head, like swung his head down. And so it was just this perfect, like apex of microphone and teeth. Uh... And, um, I guess it like knocked his, knocked his top teeth into the top of his mouth. Fuck dude. Yeah. Ah, I mean, any uh, mic, any mic, anything. Yeah. But that's like full velocity, you know? Um, (laughs) So I guess he played a couple more songs and um, two more songs and then they canceled the show and, and you know, like everybody in the audience is going like, plus, you know <laughs> <laughs> and he's like his teeth are like wedged further fucking back up into his fucking skull that's yeah, crazy and so he had you know he was he was toothless there in the front for a little bit and uh, i mean he, of course that was over god now like over 10 years plus more um so it's pretty funny though because after when he got it all fixed you know like you go into a, like some venue or club or bar or whatever that has a black light and every time he talks oh, you yeah. see like all the separate <laughs> teeth that were fake you know there's like the separation it's like a yeah yeah, yeah they, oh, some God. of them would glow you know <laughs> they're like hey uh we have these like raver teeth or we have these black light teeth they like, glow in the dark ones are special because we're trying to get rid of them yeah. uh, they're a lot cheaper than the regular ones i'll take those because you, you know <laughs> But they helped music here helped out with that. And okay, you know, like cool. a couple other buddies that have gotten like guitars stolen and stuff, they helped out. Oh shit. Man, that's but, crazy. Um, I've heard of it, but I just never really paid attention or like Yeah, I think like yeah. that was one like I think a lot of people didn't really hear about that one. But there's a few others that are especially with like crew members and stuff like that that are yeah. helping with that. Live oh music. yeah, man. I know that Dino did a um a shirt for crew crew relief. Uh they had um uh, this one, you probably know this guy. I can't think of his name, but he's done art for like all these punk bands and stuff. And he did the art for, for this. It's not Chris Sherry. It's this other guy that does like that style of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Jay and them like put the shirt out on social media to raise funds, to help out crew and stuff. That's awesome. Cause uh, man, it's a uh, crazy times right now. Yeah. It's yeah. We had, you know, like band of horses we had a, that tour cancel and it was yeah. you know it was kind of at the beginning of everything it was before like everything across the board was getting canceled you mm-hmm. know yeah um so it was one of those like is this really gonna happen you know because it was everything was so unsure and there was no you know solid information as far as like what the state of just traveling and playing and gathering and all that stuff before all of that information came forward. And when it did, it was just like, Whoa, you know, and, and And that's a big production with that band. I mean, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got, you know, it's not like a full huge giant, like super crew kind of thing, but we have like, you know, a person 
for every single aspect of, you know, lighting and right. techs and front mm-hmm. of house monitors, all that stuff. And, um, and it was just a bummer, you know, like for everybody involved. And, <sighs> and that was the scary part too, was like, just after that, it was like, whoa, okay. You know, like even with my teaching job thing that I do here at home, I blocked all that time out. And at that point I couldn't really get it back. So that was like, just basically, you know, two weeks of just, you know, like, whoa, okay. You know, what is, what is happening? You know? Yeah. It's, it was, uh, it, it was crazy seeing everything kind of unravel, uh, up until now, you know, like, um, you know, Reese even currently, or like the sports stuff started people, you know, some of the play, you can hear my dog. Some of the, uh, the players were, I'm not playing and getting infected. And then they slowly start trickling and canceling games. And I mean, not that I follow sports or anything, but I did notice that. No, you know, I don't really, I don't follow really a whole lot of that either, but it, you know, it's as soon as I heard that they were canceling games, that's when I knew it was actually super, super, you know, this is going to be a real thing that's going to affect. Yeah. You know, I feel like that was, you know, you're just like, whoa, okay. They're canceling football and stuff. This is serious. Oh yeah. And now, you know, if you go to the grocery store, you know, like it, it was, I had gone, you know, like a month ago, a little over a month ago or whatever. And, um, nobody wore masks, especially out here. Yeah. And, uh, they weren't doing the, um, precautionary stuff just yet. And then the second time we went, they were doing, you know, six feet apart, wiping the carts down and then still no masks. And uh, now it's like you go in there, you have to have a mask. But even like just a week ago or so, I remember I did go into the grocery store because I had to to get something. We try to minimize our stuff. We got an extra refrigerator so we can cut down our trips there. And um, because delivery is like non-existent out here. And um, That's a good idea though. Um, Yeah, it's helped out. I mean, and my girlfriend does a lot of uh, juicing and smoothies and stuff. So mm -hmm. like she just stock up on that stuff. And um, uh, I felt like an imbecile because like everybody else had a mask and there were like two of us. Granted, you know, it was pretty bare in the grocery store, but I felt like, okay, I'm a dumbass for not having a mask. So like now, you know, I, she went by herself last time because we ordered masks and, um, but I guess I'm going to go this next time. That's scary yeah. shit, man. We, I waited to go, um, the, the first like big trip that we did that, like not that long ago at HEB. And then, mm-hmm. um, before that, when we really kind of were like, okay, we got to, you know, make a store run. I went to fresh plus it was super small and there was nobody oh, yeah. in there. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not on a main road, at least the one that's kind of like in my area. And, right. um, that was super easy. I just had like a bandana, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, um, the delivery thing, it's just so jammed up. So we've just been kind of piecemealing, you know, literally just kind of picking things throughout the week and trying to get in while we can. Yeah. Same here. Same here. I, uh, I went to the, um, I try to go on these walks just to get some exercise. And, um, there's this track out here. It's, it's, it's like in horrible condition, but it's a track 
And yeah. um, I was taking these like long fucking walks to the grocery store before it started getting really bad. And uh, I would pick up like a, a thing of cold brew, half gallon, and then I put it in my bag and then I would walk back and then I'm like, holy shit, I just did like seven miles. That's and awesome. I got used to it. And it was really good because you just start, you know, get thinking about shit. And uh, I went to the uh, track and, and there's fucking full on. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it's my own, my own kind too. My own, my, my people, man. Yeah. Mexicans. They, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, as loud, I was like, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not, wasn't mad. I was just like, yeah. I just, I'm not surprised, you know? And yeah. uh, there were these fucking cholos that had a extension cord running across the fucking track, plugged into an amp, <laughs> like a guitar amp. Yeah, they were playing fucking Creed and doing cross like 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 weird ass CrossFit shit with like old out of date weights and uh, like the old barbells that have the plastic covering of the cement and uh, that's kind of fucking weight, awesome, man. Weight bench and but I was I wanted to take a picture. Yeah, but I didn't want to get my ass kicked because there were some fucking like gnarly looking dudes. And then uh, I guess their girlfriends were walking and they were some big fajita mamas man uh yeah. they but they they didn't they walked bon jovi style like across the track like in a row to where yeah. it's like all right i gotta get around you you know like fuck dude and so that's where it got annoying and uh i got in i got in a few miles and i was like fuck it i'm out i don't this is gonna turn into some shit or something you know everybody's in high alert the t- tension's high and Anybody can be sure. set off over some dumb shit. So I, I just, yeah, I left, but, um, yeah, man, I, uh, so do you remember that time I saw you guys in, when, in your, in your band, uh, broken gold and I still have the shirts. They barely fit. Fuck. They're like, uh, spandexy now because I <laughs> yeah. gained, gained some weight. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, they used to be loose on me, man. Uh, but I remember seeing you guys in, in New Orleans. Um, yeah, that was at Siberia. Yeah, that's a cool venue, man. Uh, that place is great. Yeah, I that was awesome. Uh, just like, I, I forgot. I don't know if it was you or somebody that said, hey, there's a sh- we're playing. Maybe it was Ben. I don't know. But we went, and then you guys played that GBV cover. And I was yeah. I was like, fuck, this is awesome, man. And uh, that was a, yeah, that was at a time where I was dating this crazy person. And uh, I almost, I think at that point, I, uh, I was thinking in the back of my mind, should I ask these guys for a ride back to Texas? <laughs> like, should fuck, I fucking, man. it was like, it was gnarly, man. Yeah. Uh, but it was also one of those things where you, when you're in it, you're, you're in it and like, you're embarrassed to talk about that shit because you're afraid of what your friends are going to think about you and stuff. And, um, sure. but anyway, got through it or whatever, but I just remember that was an amazing show. And that was, was fun. Good. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so good to see you guys. Jesus. I've always had really, you know, I think we were talking about this too, just new Orleans. That place is, I played there a bunch of times mm-hmm. with, um, broken goals played there a couple of times. Um, on the limited amount of tours that we've done and yeah. then gamblers played there once. And then I did a show with leftover crack there when I was playing guitar for them. Oh shit. Which is also, um, 
shows that got canceled. I was supposed to go and actually play. I know that you did just did a um, an interview with Dave mm-hmm. from Casualties. Oh yeah, yeah, trombones and stuff. Oh um, that guy. <laughs> but I was supposed to go and fill in on guitar for this dude Brad Logan on some shows on the Leftover Crack Casualties tour. Actually, that was like this month, I think, in April, and um, and all of that kind of got canceled. Which it's kind of you know it's like one of those things where you're like man, and you you know hear about it getting canceled but then i keep getting these reminders for my flights <laughs> that uh, are you yeah know, it's like yeah. you're supposed to be flying today and pack your bags <laughs> yeah but um uh, so that didn't happen but yeah it's always been i love new orleans man so do i i love it too man i uh, i love the food I love the culture. It's a it's a different thing. I used to go I used to go there and uh play shows back in like the early 2000s. But I never remembered anything cuz I was just getting fucking hammered and yeah, blackout dude. drunk and then you know the next day you're hungover, you go and get some fucking heavy ass food and a coffee and then you're out. So I never really got the opportunity to like really take in that city up until uh 2011. Uh I went to go, my, my ex was working there and I flew in and I think I was like six months in and, uh, and being sober. And I was like, man, every time I've come here, I've just been fucking wasted and plastered. And, uh, man, this might be kind of cool to check out this town during the day. And I went and, uh, man, that's all she wrote. It was awesome, man. Uh, that was a, that was a great experience. I've been back a few times. Yeah, man. Um, I've had, all of that, uh, happened, <laughs> you know, like, uh, <laughs> like, um, I had, I, I played my first gambler show ever actually in New uh-huh. Orleans at one eye jacks. That was oh, awesome. Um, we were on tour with the burning brides. That was yep. like, forever ago, but, um, and then, you know, have gone back and, you know, super party time. But then there was one time I actually went there on vacation, like, um, and I was, it was during a time where I was like, where I was just quit drinking. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was cool trying to f- basically be creative of what you can do there, which there was plenty. Oh, know? there's a lot. Yeah. Um, there's definitely like, I'd never gone record shopping in that town. Oh, it Euclid like, records. Yeah. You go that one? Yeah. yeah. That good one. Um, it was awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I, I have a lot of friends there. I go back every once in a while. I, uh, did a, a shot a thing for the u.s army outside of new orleans and that was that was kind of cool they gave us um a jeep to roll around in didn't have to That's drive right. the rv and we got to, I flew around in a bunch of helicopters and it's crazy i go into the base with my gear and um i'd look up and there's this huge fucking portrait of trump chief. <laughs> that's what it said commander in chief <laughs> And I just look at it and just go, Oh, what a dumb motherfucker, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I, but I was like, you're not going to spoil this for me. Fuck you. And then I would just do my thing. But nope, none of those dudes talk politics. They didn't give a shit. That was just their job, you know, yeah, man. Um, and it was fun, but yeah, I love it. I love it there. It's cool. It's just hot as fuck. And the mosquitoes suck and there's alligators that try to eat you. And it's just, uh, some, some weirdos that live further South and, uh, that Huey Lewis story, man. Oh, fucking shit. I think about that. <laughs> yeah. Every time I've gone back to New Orleans, I've told whoever I'm with, it's, it's usually Heather. Um, yeah. I think I've been back with anybody else. And uh, 
I tell them that story as best as I can remember it. And well, it was, I, it's funny because it's probably not going <laughs> to be as funny when I tell it, but like <laughs> I was there for like, it was during a leftover crack tour and uh-huh. I can't remember. It wasn't the, it might've, I don't think it was the first one that I was doing. It might've been actually, but we were in new Orleans for like a week, which is a fucking long time to be there. I feel like if you don't live there. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, oh yeah. And it was around new year's Eve. So it was just like extra, extra fucking party time. And there mm-hmm. was some kind of like, like crusty kind of summit kind of happening with all these like bike people from all over the country all meeting up. And there was like, it was pretty wild. Like they were doing, you know, the, the tall bike, uh, Oh yeah. Jousting with, you know, the jousts <laughs> are on fire and like Shit, dude. all this stuff like that. And so in the middle of all that, um, same thing, just trying to find things to do. Cause we were only playing two shows. Like we were playing, we did a, um, this kind of quote unquote art gallery. Um, it was really this kind of like dilapidated empty house, <laughs> which that was an, that was an insane show. I actually had like a firework thrown at my head and my hair caught fire. Oh shit. And, uh, While you were playing. Yeah. There was like, it was like going, it was like playing <laughs> that, um, you know, like that scene in, at the beginning of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie where there's just like, you know, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's it's insane. It was like the Foot Clan hideout where, like, <laughs> you know, there's just like, there was, you know, we were playing the show just in a space and there was no mic stand. So there's literally like people holding the microphones. Oh, like God. Human, like human mic stands, you know, yeah. for the guitar players. <laughs> and, um, there was just fucking kids like on the walls, you know, they had like these little kind of wall shelves and loft spaces and stuff. So it's like, not only were you completely surrounded in a circle and you're playing, but like you look up and there's just more fucking people above you. You were like playing the Thunderdome. Yeah, no, for for, for real. It was, but it was a totally tiny one. Yeah. And then all yeah. of a sudden I hear this pop and you know, like my, I smell something and I like feel this heat <laughs> in my head. I'm like, Oh my God. But so for the rest of that week, we were just kind of wandering around and, um, I had, um, I think it was just like on the internet or something like that and saw that my buddy Mark was there super randomly. He was, uh, he's this guitar player that played in bands. Like we, I met him when he was playing in this band, Black Pacific with, uh, Jim Lindbergh from Pennywise and stuff. But Mark was also in the Dropkick Murphys and, and oh, shit. a bunch of stuff. Both of those bands. Yeah. Um, so we ended up just kind of like texting and I was like, dude, I'm here too. Like what's going on. And so we met up and, um, we were having lunch and stuff. And then, (laughs) you know, like he was like, dude, I got some fucking mushrooms. Like you down for that. And, and, uh, so we actually had like a pretty cool little touristy day where we saw all these different kind of little landmarks and stuff with him and a bunch of his friends that were all from Australia. So it was like the two of us. And then there was, you know, five people from Australia just running around and we found out that Huey Lewis was playing, <laughs> but we couldn't find out exactly where, you know? And um, yeah. so it was just like, it's a free, it's a free show in the square and he's playing like for New Year's Eve. So <laughs> I remember us going and taking a cab to where we thought it was going to like to where we thought it was, where it was going to be. And uh, we're just like wandering around and just like kind of out of, I remember it was New Year's Eve night. That's what it was because I actually had to play that night too with, I had to play the leftover crack show. 
right before midnight because I knew that we were going to try and plan it on stage. And so um, we were going to try and plan it to where the countdown happened on stage. Yeah. So me and Mark and all these other people are walking around. And um, so we're trying to find this, you know, like where the fuck is this show happening? And we like find a square and like, there's nothing, you know, it's just like where yeah. people skateboarding or hanging out. And then you keep walking around. It's like, man, we're never going to fucking find this. Let's give up. And then all of a sudden in the distance, he start. we heard this like, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've definitely listened to that sports record oh uh, dude i had greatest hits stuck in my cd player for like a month and so when i heard that i like you know it's like one of those kind of like my face just lit up and i was like oh that's the fucking harder of rock and roll there it is like, that's the beginning the of beacon the fucking, dude yeah and so i remember we like they played which is fucking awesome that they have this set in their production like that's their intro walk on thing is that fucking heartbeat sound because you know exactly what they're going to go into oh yeah we just followed that and it was like you know bat signal (laughs) (laughs) and then followed it and then just walked in and sure enough like we made it like right when the fucking song started and it was great i remember like seeing that and totally just like you know feeling the effects of some of these things that we partook in and and um did he play the harmonica? Yeah. I mean, it was such a cool show. I'd never yeah. seen him, you know, I, and it would be one of those things that I'd probably never, you know, go and pay to see if they came to Austin or something like that. Well, which, you can't anymore. He, he's like done. He's yeah, deaf. I know. He's deaf. I've watched the whole thing about it. It's crazy. That many years thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was, it was great. You know, it was like such a cool thing. And then I had to cut out on my own and take a cab back over to Siberia to play um, that leftover crack show. And it was funny, like just going and doing that. It was that I remember that being a particularly like insane show as well. And I remember, yeah, it's just, it was just funny. It was a what good time though, man. What year was that around? <sighs> that had to have been like, I think like 2000 and 14 possibly oh, but i could be totally wrong um i um yeah that had to have been around then 2013 possibly yeah so this is a couple of years before i saw you there in new orleans yeah yeah it was you know um it was it was fun though i'm going back to people who lost teeth for some reason in my mind ian walling did he lose a tooth I can't remember, man. I don't think so. At least not with us. Yeah. I don't remember if I remember him posting pictures and having like missing a tooth or something. I could be wrong. I played a a thing with him way back in the day when Red 7 was doing those Lotteria shows and Mm -hmm. um, he was the drummer and I remember him uh, rolling up to Music Lab on a penny board. And this is before he was playing with any of you guys. And I'm like, who's this dude? You know, and uh, it was very interesting. But then he uh, started playing the drums. We were learning these fucking songs. And uh, it's like, oh, this guy's good. All right. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. um, He's funny too. We met um, Gamblers did, I think, for some Halloween show or something. We did like a Turbo Negro cover band. Oh, cool. And um, he was available to do it. And I think, I forget how I like met him exactly, but it was definitely just from playing shows. Like he was in threes away and um, yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, he's a nice guy, man. Yeah. And we still we still do we still play together. I think the the gamblers kind of thing that we do, which is for better or worse, is we basically just use the same people or in every single band that we do in just different configurations. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in broken gold too. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ben is in his band. Um this new one. Uh actually did some stuff with them not that long ago. It's um uh, I don't want to mispronounce the name and he's probably going to kill me that I don't know it right off the bat. Metamars. Oh yeah. Really good. And that's his time where he's like, he's a singer, which is cool, man. He's got an interesting voice. I dig it. It's cool. Yeah. It's like, um, we, we've played with him a couple times and, um, I think it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a cool trio, man. It's full sound and it's just, uh, it's in your face. Uh, yeah, I went and shot some promo stuff for them, I guess close to the beginning or whatever. And it was just like, holy shit. He sent me some new tracks. I needed to, uh, I think I, I listened to one and then got sidetracked, but I need to go back and listen to some more of that stuff. Um, I, I dig it. Yeah. It reminds me of like everything that he super loves, you know, like shoegazy mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Husker Dewey stuff for sure. Totally. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There's not a, he doesn't know anything about this. He listened to Armchair Martian. Remember that band? I'm um, not familiar. They were from I forgot where the fuck they were from. That guitar sound, but it's it's it's, it's definitely Husker Dio type uh, type sound for sure. And it's, he's got like two giant like motherboard spaceship. Oh God, yeah, boards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. There's that's a lot of pedals. Um, yeah, I love Ben. Ben's awesome, man. Um, have you ever met that dude Johnny Puke that lives in Charleston? Mm -mm, no, I haven't. He um he's cool. He I've known him forever, but he, I guess he was one of those dudes. He wrote like this whole piece about it, I think, for Vice or something like that. He was like one of the last people with Gigi Allen. Oh shit! And um, you should look it up. There's some. It's pretty insane. But he uh has this place called the Tin Roof in Charleston, and I've met him just over the years of just mm -hmm. touring around and stuff like that. I feel like I ran, run into him in really odd places, you know, right. um, all over the country, but, but yeah, he should check that out. It's pretty, I insane. will, man. Send me some of his stuff. Like after we're done. Yeah. I'll definitely check it out. I, I remember, um, like in the early nineties, uh, Antecene, I remember that those records would be floating around like the seven inch, and they were his backing band, weren't they? I'm sure at one, at one point, point, man. Yeah. I feel like that dude had all kinds of different variations of whatever. <laughs> you know? Wonder what he would be if he were still alive today. Like what the fuck he would be doing for uh, quarantine or if he'd be doing it for fucking. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Going out. He'd probably be licking toilet seats or something. Yeah. Oh God. Because <laughs> uh, social media wasn't even around really whenever he was around, when he was alive yeah and, uh, god oh god that would be shit he'd have like so many fucking followers and probably playing like sold out shows <laughs> i love band of horses man that's um that's fucking amazing like i i uh i don't not like fan fanboying whatsoever but um i was telling some people that i was having you and they're like that name sounds familiar and uh, i'll say <clears throat> riverboat broken gold and um 
Galaxy Band of Horses. I'm like, oh, oh, you know, and uh, they're pretty stoked about you being on this, which is cool. And um, right on, man. Yeah, that's a uh, that's cool to see my friends like just doing it, you know, like just being creative and like just being part of something cool, man. And the, you know, it's, it's the other crazy thing is the uh, the bass player for Archers is in that band. Yeah, Matt, he's great, dude. Um, oh, God, yeah, he's awesome. That whole thing is pretty insane, still, too. You know, like, uh, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, I feel like with a lot of things. And I'm sure you know this too. It's just kind of like, just kind of, I don't know. It's not like a lot of the, whatever, I guess, kind of like cool things that have Mm -hmm. happened, I guess, throughout was never like things that I set out, you know, to kind of like, I'm going to do this. It's just stuff that kind of happens along the way of kind of sticking in there and really just kind of keep, you know, keeping on working and, you yeah. know, being positive and just yeah. kind of being uh, sort of basically lucky enough to be surrounded with the people that I've um, met along the way and then have like mm-hmm. circled back to meeting again. You know, you can always tell like those really great people um, that are either like super hard workers or that you have like that really common bond with, because I feel like, you end up meeting them again somewhere down the line. Like there's people that I tour with still to this day that I met when I was, you know, 17 years old playing in gamblers and like the first year of like, you know, nationwide touring and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I still work with now, you know, and it's kind of one of those, like, I feel like a testament to kind of like the kinds of people that can actually kind of hang and and do this without kind of losing their minds and being, you know, and I've been, just super, super fortunate and just kind of, you know, um, with the band of horses thing, that was super, you know, it was frightening to kind of be asked if I was into doing it for real because I worked (laughs) for those guys. Yeah. Um, I was doing production work and was totally, you know, like, this is what I'm going to be doing and I'm totally okay with it. Like I, yeah, doing all of the stuff that I was doing, um, I never had that, like, um, even when I was working for like, you know, any, any kind of band, you know, um, I never had that like thing in my head, like that should be me up there at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just kind of glad and grateful for the opportunity to have a fucking job that wasn't, um, sitting, you know, like in an office or yeah, fucking flipping burgers, you know? Yeah, man. Um, so there was never any of that. I never had any of that kind of thing in my head and, and, and just, you know, it was a real natural kind of progression to, to, to going and playing with those guys a little bit. Um, you know, I was just there and they had known that I had played in bands and stuff and mm-hmm. it just turned from me hopping up and playing extra guitar on a couple of songs at the end of the night for like the big, you know, I remember that yep. party stuff to, um, to just like, just kind of being there in the, in a time where they needed somebody to kind of like step up to the plate. And, and I had already worked with them for, you know, a few years at that point. And, mm-hmm. and so it was just like, Hey man, you're here. Do you think you can pull this off? And I was just like, you know what? Um, I don't know. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, um, but I said yes. And, and for better or worse. And uh, as far as not for better or worse, like 
all in all, but you know, I said yes at the time for better mm-hmm. or worse, just because I didn't know if I was going to really be able to, you know, yeah, you didn't want to fuck to, that up to pull through, you know? And so, yeah. but I just, I just put in the work and mm-hmm. practice, practice, learned, learned, yeah. kind of figure things out. And, um, you know, they're the, it's definitely one of the most like musically fulfilling things that I've done for sure. Ever. Oh, dude. Um, not you, to say that any of the other bands like that I've played, right. have, but it's just a different muscle and it's a mm-hmm. different kind of thing. And I feel like just the experience alone of being able to kind of like play um, a different kind of music than I've been used to. Um, it's just so awesome. And it's, uh, I love it. You know, it's cool. And it just, that's one super, I mean, of course, of the many drawbacks, I was really looking forward to this last tour that we had just because we hadn't played together since August last year. Right. But it'll all come back, you know, like, yeah, we'll be back out there and doing stuff. For sure, man. I mean, it just goes to say like that kind of shit happens. Good things happen to good people, man. If you're like, doing positive and good things and like disregarding all the bullshit, you know, or just not being a, a, an asshole or a bad person, you know, and you're, you're taking care of yourself, but you're also like very mindful and thoughtful of other people's stuff, you know, uh, sure. that, that shit comes back to you, man. I'm a big believer in it, dude. And I mean, if you act like a dipshit and want to do dumb shit, it, that kind of, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass and oh, in one way or the other, man, I'm, I already know all that shit, you know? Oh man. You know, like it's, I couldn't tell you just how many people that I've actually, you know, like have just, it goes back to that same thing of like, you know, people that I met when I was, you know, in my late teens, early twenties, all throughout my twenties, you know, if you stick in this long enough, um, you're going to run into the same people that have also stuck in this long enough, you know? Yeah. And, for better or worse, you know, um, there's definitely, I mean, I was a fucking dipshit teenager on tour, you know, for a while and there's definitely stuff that you're just like, you know, like compared to like, (laughs) I, you know, I was a dummy and you know, whatever, but you know, it's just, just being, you know, positive and, and just kind of like trying to break out of, you know, it's all learning and learning about like yourself and how to, basically kind of carry yourself and do this you know yep it's a growing it's it's just growing man you know that's uh you look i look back and i and i think about like man that was some really dumb shit that i put myself through you know or i i, I was in and uh i mean it all it all happens for a reason you know and you learn from it and then you come out the other side you know stronger and and you know got more knowledge on it and uh yeah, man, you got to get your ass handed to you here and there in order to uh, just keep going. Um, I mean, there's nothing for wrong sure. with failing, you know, like, uh, dude, fail all the time, man. Um, no, for sure. There was, you know, like just those, those, you know, couple of years where you just really have to, when life gives you those kind of moments of like um, really reassessing your shit, you know, mm-hmm. like after gamblers kind of slowed down to a halt when we weren't really doing anything at all. Um, you know, I was really trying to figure out what the fuck it was I was going to do with kind of like my life, you know, (laughs) um, because it was like, man, you know, I I'm super grateful for like, you know, the jobs and stuff that I did in between that, but it was like, this can't be 
it for me, I guess. Um, and so just trying to figure out and just, you know, starting from the bottom of just, you know, like I need to figure out like, okay, what did I do? Cause after, after we kind of stopped and we slowed down, I kind of thought about it. I was like, this is the only thing that I've done is touring and playing in bands since I was 17. And at the end of that, I like on paper have no fucking skills, you know, or like no school and stuff like that. I never went to college or anything. Like, what could I, what can I do to make this useful? And then you start to realize like, you know what, actually you start writing these things down and you're like, actually I do have all these kinds of skills that I just inadvertently picked up over the years. And, um, that's what led me to doing like production work and things like that. But yeah, you were doing stuff with the Foo Fighters for a while. I remember that. Yeah, I did that um, for a few years. It, it was it was great, and I wouldn't be playing in the band that I'm playing in now if it wasn't for that. You know. Yeah. But you know, like, who knows? I I've definitely not ever in in one. I've never had that moment where I'm like, all right, here it is. You know, this is it, you know, like <laughs> walk out on stage. Hey, well, I've never had that moment of just kind of like, you know, that kind of, you know, uh, this is it, you know, I've, yeah. I've made it, I've arrived or oh, anything like that. No, 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 There's no, no, no. You know, you like I, I, t I take every single, every single day with, you know, definite uncertainty and just kind of just try my hardest to kind of get through you know, to, um, just kind of do that, you know, like I've had, you know, I've definitely looked back on everything and, and I've had those kinds of feelings too with, with, um, with like gamblers and stuff like that, mm. just those, but you just got to take them. It's like, this is just really, really awesome right now. And, yeah. and then just keep moving forward and not like, you know, just banking on like, this is going to be my life forever. <laughs> Yeah, you just got to be in it at that moment, at that time, and just like love it, you know. And um, hustle, dude. The hustle's real in the creative, the creative world. You know, if you really want to do something with this, I mean, unless you're one of these fortunate trust fund kids or or somebody that has like some type of financial backing, like if you don't have any of that shit and you're just like on your own, uh, you got to just because you do one thing, like say for instance, example, like oh, I'm in Band of Horses now, like things will, if this doesn't work out or if something happens, something else will happen because of this, you know, um, it's a rarity, but you, you kind of have to just keep having other shit going in order to keep the momentum going. Like I, you know, I know that like, just because I'll do one music video and get, you know, good positive things said about it doesn't mean I can just sit on my ass and then like, all right, this is, this is the best thing, you know, like the work's going to come flowing in. It's not, you have to like put your hustle out there and like talk to people and, and make these relationships. And I mean, it's a, it's not, that's the, that's the, uh, the thing with like not having that nine to five or steady paycheck job where you don't really have to do that. You know, like in our world, you have to, it's like 24 seven. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I don't know. I think that uh, there's just so many different aspects to it too. You just can't, you know, the main thing that I basically walked away with from everything that I've ever seen or dealt with or been through is just like not being a total dick. Yeah. Don't let, you know, and don't let ego get in the way, mm -mm. you know, 
because that's that's the fucking big motherfucker there um yep yeah you know i don't know yeah that'll burn some that'll come back and get you in the ass and that'll definitely burn some bridges if you let ego get in the way because nobody wants to be around that shit man no you know fuck that i don't i don't like my my circle of friends like they all make we all laugh like that's the big thing like we're comfortable around each other and can just like it doesn't it's a it's just a, a natural thing you know and uh that's how it works and that's how like being in bands and shit has been like that too for me at least like i, I haven't played officially with anybody in a while but um you know maybe in the future i'll get back into it or whatever after i get this midi keyboard maybe i'll put out a solo record yeah man it could be your keyboard odyssey <laughs> <laughs> go on tour with like diplo yeah. <laughs> or fucking uh what's the other guy the uh the oh damn he's the dj uh it's got the kind of looks like bono but he's got like crazy marilyn manson hair um shit he does oh, the, uh, it's like the like it's uh ah uh, i think he played at the mohawk during south by one time fuck oh, man even if i do find his name it's not even gonna be as funny it, it lost its momentum <laughs> <laughs> shit but he i know he's done some like score stuff on films yeah i think he did yeah he did some stuff on uh harmony corinne's spring breakers That's i still haven't seen good. that oh what i think it's yeah. on it's on uh netflix i'm pretty sure dude watch it it's great it's really good it's i like it better than the last thing that he put out I was a little disappointed, but it's also one of those movies. I think I have to watch it again and again for it to kind of grow on me. I think I'm trying to think of the last, I think the last movie I saw his was trash humpers. Oh, and I saw that in the theater, Mm -hmm. which was fucked up. (laughs) Did you, did you see that one with Val Kilmer? Which one was that? I think it, it had a release, but I don't think it had distribution or something, but, uh, he rides a BMX bike and with mags and he's got a fanny pack and he wears a beret. And this is before he had the, the throat surgery. Yeah. And uh, he's this like a fucking guru, motivational speaker guru. And he does his stuff, his act in, a, in roller skating rinks. It's like, I'll send you the link. Fuck. It's like really good, man. Um, it's pretty awesome. And anytime I see some of his films, man, harmonies, I'm just like, fuck dude. He he got it. He's. Yeah, I want to see that one. What was it uh, about the impersonators that all live on an island? I haven't seen that one. I forget what it's called, like Lonely Lonely Boy or something like that. But it's like um, all these like celebrity impersonators that all live together. <laughs> he did that one. I think so. Oh shit! I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm not positive though. Um, I could be totally wrong you can no you're probably right i mean people assume that because i what i do that i watch everything and i watch a lot of things but like i don't watch everything i'm not gonna know everything you know i think so, yeah i think it's called mr lonely yeah i think i've i've seen that on imdb pretty cool i like harmony he yeah. grew, he came up with uh david blaine they were like best friends and uh, he was like filming David Blaine's like uh, magic shit in the early days. 
Dang. What did he do? He, uh, I mean, David Blaine, I know, but his last like crazy thing. I can't uh, even remember. I, I, it's, I thought he was stuff like, when I see it. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> like Chris Angel. Like Chris Angel yeah, flies, I'm just a little flies like, like, like <laughs> Jesus Christ, like in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> and he's wearing those fucking, uh, those, oh God. This it's a uh, David Rod. I mean David Rod. Yeah, David Rodriguez. Uh, Robert Rodriguez wears affliction. He wears those affliction jeans, and yeah. they're like, you know, those bell bottomy boot cut jeans that have like the white like wear on them, and yeah. uh, just like total chick jeans. And he's flying through the air, and people are like in the masses to watch this shit. And it's like, dude, this is so fucking stupid. That's so weird. Mind freak, dude. Yeah. Are, are there any magicians in Austin that do that shit? seriously you know i don't really know any personally but i'm i bet you a million bucks there are yeah i need to find one that might be the next music video some magicians some magic yeah maybe one that does really bad ones that this is it's funny just how uh just kind of laid back i guess these things can be i guess yeah i i've uh i've kept putting it off my uh I have a manager in Los Angeles for the acting stuff and some of the other things that I do that he, well, we were, I was there a couple months ago and he's like, dude, whatever happened to the idea of doing a podcast or like, I was like, I'm just talking on my ass, dude. I don't, I don't, I don't know when am I going to do that? You know, yeah. I don't know how to do that shit. And uh, I like listening to them. He's like, well, you are around some pretty interesting people. So I think it might be kind of cool. You know, I don't know. Like I can help you with it where you're not, carrying the whole load and so we kind of agreed on it and then finally when this stuff happened it, it kind of pushed to it and then uh surprisingly you know uh people actually wanted to do it you know i mean i've been doing this every day since i started sometimes two a day and yeah. uh you know there's gonna that's gonna be a point in time where i'm just like all right this i i need to take a break for a little while but i have enough in the arsenal to keep going you know and uh i don't you know i'm i'm like oh my god i use that word or like that's how i'm responding to that person. no dude i do the same thing every single time i have to like if something pops up like an interview on youtube or you know whatever <laughs> like the worst is watching my what's in my bag that i did with amoeba oh i need to see that i haven't seen that gamblers did one and, oh god and it was like <laughs> i've been talking about it a bunch too because we're trying to do that with these lessons over the over zoom because yeah I, I direct a show too oh like, awesome man like a, a theme show so of course like i've done a few like i did david bowie and um the one that i'm doing right now is classic punk nice so like but it's not the theme classic of like the West, punk classic punk i mean it's it's for the school <laughs> yeah those but, kids are uh, stoked we actually it's funny the closer is fun 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 but oh nice but um anyways it's just trying to do that and i was talking about it and like my what's in my bag thing was like right in the middle of like i was like getting into like old 60s trojan records like ska and reggae and stuff like that so every single thing that i picked is some fucking reggae or ska <laughs> thing or movie and it's just i don't know it's just funny thinking about that like going back but what are the oldest are there some adults in that in that school in the class yeah Okay, teach, so it's like I, all age range. It's uh, yeah, like um, the adult program is definitely not as big as the 
it's just like the normal kids one, but I have a couple of adult students. Um, and it's, it's cool. I, I mean, they kind of pick up things a little bit more. Um, I mean, the whole thing just in general has been, cause yeah, I have no prior teaching experience at all. So it's all just like figuring it out as I go yeah. along. And, um, <laughs> I mean, it's made me a better player in the long run for sure. It's fun though. Right. But yeah, man, it's cool. You know, it's definitely like, I think you can kind of tell when it clicks with a lot of the, with a lot of those kids and like, okay, like if you put in just a little bit more work, I think you can actually, you know, yeah but it's cool man i'm glad i'm doing it are you from denton no i grew up well i grew up in Carrollton, and i went to high school out there which is like mm -hmm. right in between down like downtown dallas and uh -huh. denton right so each of them are probably about like 30 minutes away from each other so it was right in the middle and there was really not a whole lot going on there but that's where uh, Mark Burke actually had a record store there mm -hmm. and I would go in there and uh, just like, but you know, I was just kind of getting really, really into punk rock stuff and I would just buy records and everything. And mm -hmm. um, I bought like a Buzzcocks, like nice. singles going steady yeah. comp. And he was just like, dude, if you like this, you might really dig my brother's band. And it was the marked men's first record. Oh, they're awesome. And so uh, he was like, they're actually playing like this weekend. And so I remember getting a buddy and, who had a car and driving up to Denton and we were definitely the youngest people there. And it was, I remember it cause it wasn't like a huge, huge scene or anything like that. Right. So it was like pretty weird that there was, you know, super young people there and, but it's cool, man. I mean, that's how I met all those guys and definitely you know going up and just being like oh you know like when are you guys playing again because that's yeah when, you, know, yeah. you couldn't like i i remember there wasn't any real way if there was internet it was super shitty mm -hmm. dial up yeah and there wasn't anybody listing shows or anything like that so i remember having to literally call phone numbers and then it would oh, just yeah. be like you know a voicemail <laughs> kind of uh it might get back message. You know, just like, um, you know, like on Thursday we have, you know, so-and-so <laughs> on Friday, we've got this. Yeah. That's how the movies used to be too. You had to call in to see what was playing. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, back then, yes, you had, you called, you might, if you're lucky, you had that a listing, somebody would update the listing. That was their job or part of their thing. Uh, but sometimes you had, you know, you had to rely on the local publication, like, Austin's Chronicle, Houston's like I think it's Public News, might be something different now. But um, I or going into a record store and, and uh, looking on the uh, court board and seeing like flyers and shit, you know. Yeah, dude. Or listening to college radio, and if that DJ was anything worth the shit, they would plug something like listen to this band, uh, Centromatic. They're playing at Rubber Gloves this Friday go see them, you know? Yeah. You know, I never got to see those guys ever. Oh, I know Will God. now. But, yeah, um, dude, they're fucking incredible. But I remember just going to, I mean, I th it, after that, after I started going up there, I would go to Rubber Gloves no matter what show was happening. So I saw a bunch of awesome bands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and then like my bands would end up playing there, or, like mm -hmm. trying to get, and the same goes for going to stuff in Dallas too. Like yeah. once I figured out how to take buses and get downtown, that was like such a game changer for me. Yeah. Cause a lot of times 
I guess it was back and forth depending on the band, you know, like sometimes they would miss it and they wouldn't play. And so it would just be Dallas or Fort Worth or whatever. And then vice versa it might be a band that's not going to play. Well, they usually did play Dallas for the most part. I remember bands like the Appleseed cast and like all of those early emo bands that were mm-hmm. on those other labels back in the mid nineties, the late nineties would, um, and early two thousands would play there. Uh, I remember being bombed because I missed the chance to go see Wesley Willis at Rubber Gloves. Oh my god! Yeah, saw him at Emos. It was awesome. I uh, I did a thing with Scott Stanton, who was his best friend, um, and he gave me a bunch of his records. The, yeah, man, Wesley Willis, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine a tour with him and like Gigi Allen. I was just thinking like, <laughs> we brought up some. <laughs> Some definite weird. That's the kind of stuff that we gravitate towards, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, I listen to a lot of music. I'm sure you listen to a lot of music too, but like, I don't know. For some reason, like those those dudes and a a handful of others, man, like the weirdos that were just like thinking so different and like did not give a fuck, are the ones I'm like, man, those they were fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. I mean, for Gigi Allen, it's just like, I mean, that's crazy. That's like insanity for him to just go buck naked, cut himself, take shits, throw it at people. Like, you can't do that. You couldn't do it then, and you definitely can't do that now. But he did it and didn't give a shit. And uh, and it's crazy. That's the director for Bat or The Joker. That was his first film. That yeah, man. Uh, what's his name? Todd. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Yeah. Fucking Todd. Todd, a Todd. I don't know. I don't have any friends named Todd. Hey, Todd. Uh, that's a Cape Cod thing, man. My girlfriend's from there. And uh, people have names like that. And they wear salmon shorts and uh, and like boat shoes. It's like a Tommy Hilfiger commercial. Yeah. But the, the fucking food there is amazing. It's so good there. It's it's funny. We were having lunch one day and it, uh, it took us um, took us five minutes from the house to get to this lobster roll where it's just a restaurant and have a bunch of shit and um we went and ate and the wind picked up and the next thing you know like people are i mean it got bad shit was getting knocked over power lines uh fucking everybody had to run into the basement and it yeah. was two tornadoes that hit on cape cod and everybody while everybody was going down i was trying to get footage of it on my phone and like holding the door and Everybody was getting mad at me for doing that. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm from Texas, man. This is like a normal fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is like shit. I'm storm chasing right now, you motherfuckers. And uh Twister. Yeah, dude, totally. But I wasn't wearing a belt. God, that fucking belt saved his life. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> RIP. RIP. Yeah. All right. Well, shit, man. Um, well, thanks for doing this. And then uh, don't be a stranger and like, let's, uh, let's keep in touch. And thanks a lot for doing this. And I will be talking to you soon. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Voices Everywhere. Later. There were voices everywhere. There were voices everywhere. 